Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. We lost our relationship once on communication. Niggas make mistakes all the time. I was like, bro, you know me? I'm a real nigga. I said I was a hypocrite. The black people, yeah. like, we don't have, like, hubs or anything no, for us to go to to help us develop businesses. I was like, bro, you know me? I'm a real nigga. I said I was a hypocrite. It feels amazing yes. to have friends like that. <laughs> These celebrities never empower small business. We know about discrimination all too well. Why would we discriminate? I was wrong. I love to talk. I love to listen. Goodness. <laughs> I'm a whole lot of women. I was like, bro, you know me? I'm a real nigga. I said I was a hypocrite. As a, a queer woman of color in the United States, well, shit is not easy. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. We trying to start the podcast, and you want to start drinking right when we start the podcast. Can I get some water? Yeah, you could do that. But before, now, this is supposed to be a recap, and I'm sure I know everybody's been hitting us up saying, hey, when are you going to do the recaps for all yeah. these episodes? We done dropped y'all motherfuckers like seven or eight episodes in the last two weeks. So first of all, you're welcome. Second of all, I'm tired. And third of all, we're going to pick up where we left off before we started rolling this mic. In relationships, no, yes, not. we are. That's how we gonna start this shit. In Why relationships, are you so dead set on this. <laughs> in relationships, people oftentimes check each other's phones when they should not be doing that. Now, somebody out here is probably thinking, well, if you're in a relationship or if you're married, you shouldn't even be. You know, they may be one of those subscribers to the belief of you shouldn't be able to uh, have a pin code on your phone or have a lock on your phone. No, or I think everybody deserves their privacy. I've never been one to check phones. <laughs> The reason why we're having this conversation <laughs> is because Whoa, you... why are you talking so hard? <laughs> no, I'm just being dramatic. Oh, my God. Anyways, the reason why we're having this conversation is because you politely decided to remind me of a time that I did check your phone, which I told you I've never been that person. So when I did it, I was ashamed of myself for As doing you it. you should have been. Let's like not get let's, the let's, shame. let's not get carried away here. So, in the entire six years that we were together, I did check your phone twice. I was ashamed for doing it, but at the time, I felt like I had ample cause to do so. What did you find? Um, I think that's the thing because a lot of people just like I you found. Know, a, the, I found the, a couple of things. We talked about them. It say, wasn't anything that you know. I like. I'm not that pop off type person. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. be like, oh, who this bitch you talking to? Blah blah. Like I don't do that. But what did you find? I like, found what? a couple of. To me, I felt they were inappropriate conversations. 
Again, that's to me. It's to each his own. I'm not so here what to is it, what is, but, check you. You know, or I'm okay with anything this. like that. But the, the the thing about our podcast, it's about lessons learned, storytelling, mm-hmm. and what the situation was. So you said you found something. What like you may not want to say what you found. Yeah, but you could say I don't really give a shit. But what I'm saying is you can well, say I do. But you could say something like, "Was it sexual? Was it just somebody um, caring about me? It was, was it was it more me? Was it more the girl?" Well, I will say, I will give you credit. For me, I think it was more so the girl in both situations. But that's not to let you off the hook because this—I mean, clearly something you was telling this girl made her feel comfortable enough to say the shit that she was saying. So I don't know. I'm like at remember. the end of the day, to me, both conversations were inappropriate. These were. Was it about sex? The, uh, one was sexual. The it other was. one was. Remind me. Re- refresh my memory. Oh, my God. We, I, <sighs> I don't know what's going on right now. Because I don't really want to go that deep. Okay. But one was sexual. That's my business, and I'm willing to talk about it. Cause That's I, fine. But the reason but I say that is because. But it's also our business because at the time we were together, too. So No, I get that. Yeah. But for me, I think it's how. Because a lot of people would be like, if it's text messages, it's cheating. A lot of people believe it unless it's action. It's not cheating. Yeah, everybody's you know different. So I'm everybody's one of the different. subscribers that um, emotional cheating, it, like emotional conversations, um, certain things like s- sexual conversation in a certain manner is um, can be considered a form of cheating. What, and what, to like, me, what manner is that, though? Because if you got um, a homegirl, so because think about this. What if you have a homegirl mm-hmm. that was a homegirl before you came around? Or even if it's the fact of after. I know after is different. But yeah, because so that was the listen, situation. Can, 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 we, can we get... Can we, mm-hmm. So that was the situation for yeah, you? Yeah, it was something, because you know me, I've never had an issue with anybody you've known years before me. I Yeah, I came on the scene. If they were here before me, that's cool. As long as they're respectful, I'm good. It was this, a particular situation where this is someone that you had met after the fact, and I didn't necessarily like the way um, that was going at the time. So when I found those conversations, so basically though, if you I wouldn't have like, went through my goddamn phone, you wouldn't have found this. So, so, well, so I didn't more, have to go through the phone. More, I think the, fo- the me going through the phone was more so giving myself confirmation for what I already felt like I knew. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel like this is going anywhere. It's not. That's why I said I didn't want to talk about well, it. Well, I was going to try to make a point out of it, but make I don't, your point. No, I can't make a point. The point of it is, is I think men and women period should stay out of each other's phones. Exactly. Everybody's you entitled have, to their now, privacy. I do feel like I am this person that feels like if you are married, then you have signed up something or if you live in the same house with a person mm-hmm. to an extent, you have a little bit more free range, mm-hmm. but I never forget. If you go looking for something and you don't find something worth leaving, man mm-hmm. or woman, just stay out of the phone. Because if you a motherfucker like me, I know the first time I don't did I find out? Yeah. The first time you went through my phone, I was like, don't go through my phone again. Mm-hmm. And I think the second time you went through my phone, I was like, the next time is going to cost your ass to be out on the grass. Mm-hmm. And not meaning like we lived together, but meaning like I felt like at this point, if you went through my phone the first time, you didn't find enough to leave. You went through it the second time, you still haven't found enough to leave. Mm-hmm. At this point, you're just consistently invading my privacy and mm-hmm. it's disrespectful. Because I feel like if you're going through somebody's phone, then you should go through with the intent of finding something or finding whatever it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find what you're looking for, you have to understand that you are putting yourself in harm's way of losing whatever it is that you have mm-hmm. because you are trying to satisfy your nosy ass insecurities no, i don't think i think it's definitely that's insecurity my, that's my perspective i will agree because i've never you. been through anybody's phone in my whole life and, and I, I have been cheated on before and i have been lied to mm-hmm. by women before and i still never went through their phone because i am a dude i'm gonna get to my Stephen a yeah you're a different I kind am, of dude i am a and guy that looks forward to the next thing that's coming
coming down the line. Okay, that's all fine and dandy. I'm a different kind of woman. Like I said, I had never gone through anybody's phone up until this situation. Um, and this was new well, I territory. I take pride in that, making you feel like you need... I'm just joking. That was just a, it's just a I joke. I wish y'all could see my face right now. It's just but a um, this was new territory, and it was certain you know points in our relationship where things weren't panning out the way that either of us thought that they should pan out. So, yeah, um, desperate time calls call for desperate measures and I did something that I'm not proud of but it I wouldn't say that it was just me being nosy I think in that moment it was like I have this feeling and it's just gnawing at my spirit and I just need to prove like because I would even try to talk to you about it and you so good with your gift of gab it's like I I'm went, not sure what's happening right now <laughs> I wasn't getting carry nothing on. so I just kind of needed something so that's what that was. You needed something for nothing that you thought was going Anyways, on. Anyway, got you, got you, got you. Lesson learned. Le- We're hey, here now. No, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to bring a little bit of that in because I know people go through that. But man, what a word! This is Anthony Roberts, host of the Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct, alongside my beautiful co-host. Artesia. Why are you looking so? Why are you, you trying to put me out here for bad I'm today? Not, it's all good though. I'm not trying to put you. It's out for, all good. I'm just having conversations, man. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, so many times on the podcast, I've had to carry the burden of people thinking that I did something wrong. I don't know why. I'm I sing saying. your praises all the time. I'm just saying. And so, even the shit know. that didn't go right, I don't even speak on it. Oh, I'm just saying. So, uh, you know. We doing a recap over the last couple of episodes we've done. We're also doing a recap over the LA, uh, our LA interviews and everything mm-hmm. that happened in LA. I think both of us felt like we wanted to be bi coastal after we left LA this time. Oh, I'm definitely going to be bi coastal. And I and the crazy part about that is I never ever wanted to live in California. I still yeah. don't want to f- live there full time, but yeah. definitely but be there a little bit more yeah. consistently. Yeah, I can see that. The flight, you know, normally when we get on the flight, we tell you guys about the flight and how shitty it was. We didn't have a shitty flight. Thank um, God, because uh, you're the one I worry about when we fly all the time. Something does always seem to happen, though. I know yeah. this, and something did happen. Like I felt like I had a lot of hives. I was breaking out in hives oh, God. pretty much the whole weekend. So I was having to take Benadryl yeah. to keep from looking we didn't crazy. We didn't get to go to all our places because you was breaking out. He was like, "Take me home. Take yeah. me back to the room." Don't do it like that. I was just like, get me back to the room so I could take some medicine and make sure everything is legit. You got me out here sounding like a bitch. Well, you had me out here sounding like an insecure-ass bitch earlier. So, but before we got on the flight, this is another thing. I I always tell white people, and white people have seemingly started to continue listening to the podcast. I guess that wine was a little bit strong for you. They didn't have my red today. So... Me, the meaningless small talk one is one from white people. Keep mm-hmm. it to a minimum. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know the person, speak. And if the conversation is engaging, then you engage with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm going to say this again because white people still seemingly have not gotten the um, the picture. Stop asking motherfuckers. When you ride in Southwest, because we flew Southwest, when you fly Southwest, <laughs> it's like, I mean, not to be funny, it's like getting on the bus in the sky to mm-hmm. an extent. For meaning there's no particular seating. Mm-hmm. You're in section A, B, or C, and you get your ass in the spot where you need to be. Mm-hmm. White people stop asking people, especially black people, because y'all seem to ask black people because there's not a lot of black people that, it's a lot of black people that flies, but it's normally, we're, we're the minority when we fly. So mm-hmm. white folks have this thing where they want to consistently come up to you and ask you, what section are you in? That happened to me again, and it took everything in me to not want to slap the woman on the shoulder real hard mm-hmm. and just get a 
position right. Yeah, well, I had an older black lady that was um, asking me, and I, you know, I sympathized with her because she was like, do you fly all the time? Could you tell me where I'm supposed to be? So, of course, if it's a situation like that, I don't mind helping out. But I think in your case, you always get the really arrogant um, Caucasian people that are like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, because I think God (laughs) has wanted me to teach them a lesson, a lesson and how to get their shit together. Because I don't give a fuck about a white person coming to me, talking to me about anything. I can get on any level, high or low. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just like having good, like uh, Jason would say, intense fellowship with my white yeah. counterparts. So I do want to talk about the Lyft drivers. We normally talk about the Lyft drivers when we are out in L.A. or mm-hmm. when we're out traveling. traveling we didn't really have any bad Uber drivers or uh, Lyft drivers. We had one. Which, I thought I was gonna die. Oh, he and was you know, driving I'm a fast. Speed myself, he was, but uh, L.A. traffic is very yeah. bumper to bumper, and he was weaving in and out of traffic. Yeah, he was a bit much. The other one was when we got home, and the guy brought us back home from the airport. We went to chicken and things up the street from my place to get something to eat. And you know, you know how when you have your phone out, some people, if you don't want people to see your phone, they you tint your screen. Yeah. Some people have screen tinters that they put on there, um, or you kind of hover over your your phone. Yeah. So you know when you're in a Lyft or you're in an Uber, and they normally have their phones the on mount. the dashboard mm-hmm. mount because they're looking at you know the drivers, the, the directions, GPS. and the GPS or whatever. So we get to chicken and things. We get well, we get to Not a before. light. We were at a light, mm-hmm. and he. He, the the Asian guy proceeds to click on his screen. Now he got a S, he got a, a plus because yeah. the phone is pretty big. Because I felt like I was inside of the phone when I was seeing it from the back seat. So <laughs> as I look and I just kind of see through the crack around the seat, and I was like, I see a thigh. <laughs> so I lean myself to the middle of the car. This guy ain't going through his phone to look for directions. He's literally looking at softcore porn. Uh-huh. He's going through his phone while the light is waiting to switch, blowing it up, looking at the girl's vaginas, pulling it back down, looking at their breasts. He mo- he going through. I mean, I'm in the back seat looking, and I'm like, yo, like you looking at softcore porn, and you got riders in your back seat. And, and he was barely responding it. to us, so you could tell his mind was, was elsewhere. Totally on like, the box. I added the stop after the fact because we weren't supposed to go to chicken and things. So I added the stop, and I was like, "Hey, I just updated the ride because yes. we want to stop and get the food." Yeah. He didn't say shit. Like nah. he waited until the app told him that the ride had been updated. So I thought that was hilarious. That was crazy. Uh, L.A. was dope. It was my mm-hmm. first time going to L.A. I think the biggest thing that kind of caught me off guard is um, it was another situation like we had when you took me to Brooklyn. Um, when I took you to Brooklyn? The Brooklyn, I took you to Brooklyn? City, the Brooklyn City oh, area in, in D.C. Brooklyn. And, okay. I, Brooklyn. and I was there and I was like, where are you taking me? I was me? like, damn, I took you to Brooklyn too? So we had another uh, situation. When we were the driving. areas being gentrified, yeah, the areas, so downtown we L- downtown LA is not what I thought downtown mm-hmm. LA would be. So we are we were guilty of judging LA or downtown LA by what we see on TV. No, you were guilty. You booked the rooms. This is why I don't feel with this because I didn't book none of this shit. <laughs> because for one, you don't book anything because even when I'm booking stuff, I'll send you a list of hotels. Like once I That's narrow my I, list I down, you don't. don't You're always attention. like, oh, I'm cool with whatever. Yeah, and sometimes I, you I want you to say, hey, I think this is going to be good but because that, I, I mean, get tired you know, of making all the decisions when it comes to booking stuff. And I know you have the same thing because you make a lot of, you know, big decisions too. 
But I do all the video. I do all the yeah, content. Yeah, you do a lot. Do we both do a lot. Yes, so. we do. So we try to stay out of individual lanes. The hotel was not bad. It was a historic hotel. It was the Mayfair Hotel in downtown. Yeah. Um, outside of not being able to fit into the bathroom, I <laughs> think I was cool. Just... <laughs> I mean, I got ready to take... First of all, no, the room was the ro- really small. They gave us the wrong room to begin with. First of all, okay, let's back this all the way up. Because the area was much different than what I thought it was going to be. So it was clearly being gentrified. There were pockets that were super nice. And then there were pockets that was like straight out the hood. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. The pockets that were super nice were like the baby pockets on toddler pants. And the pockets that were really bad were like overall pockets. <laughs> But I again, I'm okay with that. I'm not su- I'm not super bougie, regardless to what other people may say. I'm okay with it because I'm from the hood. You know, I can I can be anywhere and I'm good, um, as long as it's nice. So when we walked into the hotel, sound like you're trying to justify. It. No, I'm not. Okay. Um. So when we walked into the hotel, it was very nice. Like the lobby was awesome. It was amazing. First of all, we got there early, so they, they didn't, didn't have, have a room gym. ready. And they don't have a gym, but go ahead, proceed. I'll just throw these in as we go along. What you know they don't what? Have. You sounding real. I'm just saying, go ahead. They didn't have a gym, but proceed. <laughs> but somebody that did not contribute their two cents on the thing, you sounded real, like, judgmental. Okay. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. So the lobby was really nice. We yes, got it was. there. They didn't have a room ready. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I understand that happens. Here's my number. Just text me when you have some available. We about to go get something to eat, mm-hmm. meet up with Dev, which we'll talk about more later because that was awesome. Yeah. Um, so we about to go do this. We'll be back. Never got a text, never got a phone call. I don't even think we made it back to the hotel until like seven o'clock that yeah, night, right? And we landed pretty early. We yeah, got we to landed the hotel at seven like o'clock. Yeah, we got to the hotel around like nine. So is is this so, messing with you? I'm used to it. Okay. So um never got any form of communication. Get to the desk. The guy he had an attitude off top. But I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. You know, I just I'm ready to get to the room. I'ma let you make it. He said something else sideways to Dun. me. <laughs> The credit card machine wasn't working, so I'm tapping on the credit card machine. I'm like, okay, here's your, your screen. Your pen ain't working. Here it is. He's like, no, ma'am, don't tap on my screen like that. You're going to break it. So then by this time, I pop off on him because I'm tired of his attitude. I'm tired of the bad customer service. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, you're the one that pops out. Nah, get Brody, my G. Nah. <laughs> Don't tell him what you said. No. Don't tell what you said. No. Don't tell what you said. You know the little key card thing where you got to stick your card in to pay. You know she had a little attitude, so she was tapping that motherfucker a little hard. Nick said, "Excuse me, ma'am. Don't tap too I hard. Said, or you may break." Are you talking to me? Yes, ma'am. Don't tap it too hard. You may break that. Well, if I break it, I can pay for it. Now, this this is the little kiosk thing where you pay. Gas in L.A. is almost five dollars. So I can only imagine how much this kiosk is. The Brody moment came out of her to where she like, I got coins. I could take care of it if it does break. But it was the look on your face because you held the pen up beside yourself like you were smoking a cigarette. Like what, bitch? I'll break it on purpose and pay for this bitch and upgrade this motherfucker. For you. So I because just told you to I be mindful, not, you know. And this is coming from the king of pop-offs. Yeah, but I just think when it comes to a certain situation and certain things, but, I was just saying be mindful because you have, you are evolving. I see the evolution. And, you know, I feel like I probably have rubbed off on you a little bit. Are you trying to say credit for my glow up? No, I'm not. Oh, my God. I'm just playing. Wow. I'm just playing. This is a part of what I'm talking about right here. <laughs> and the point of that is, like I said, you are growing and coming into your own. And I've always told you to step into it if you believe in something do it if you got to say something let motherfuckers know you're not playing and i just feel like you just letting every motherfucker know that you're not playing 
I'm just waiting on a baby to bump into you or something and you chin no, check No, I'm not going to do that to no baby. I mean, because you just letting everybody have it. Like, I'm letting people that need to have it No, have it. I think you just letting everybody <laughs> have it right now. I've seen you be kind of rude with people who are, are kind of like, yeah. Are you and I'm ser- like, chill out. Are no, you serious right I'm now? I'm dead serious. Oh, my God. I can't believe you doing this on this mic And right you now. be talking loud, too. And I be like, yo. <laughs> Sometimes you got to say shit under your voice when you're being I rude. Do, I know to, how to whisper. Just, just to make yourself feel good. Like, fuck you, bitch ass nigga. I ain't feel like doing this anyway. You ain't really trying to let them hear that shit, but you have to say it. It's kind of like on Daredevil when Kingpin as uh, Bullseye, do you ever have a rage moment and you can't take that rage out and you just got to yell. No, so I do that, have those and yeah. I do that at home. Yeah, but, but your yells are getting louder. Well, you know, I'm in a different place in my life right yeah. now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's you know I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it. You go you're talking about someone that rarely ever mm-hmm. said anything to people that mm-hmm. got on my nerves. Yeah. So yeah, it is about you know finding balance and dialing it back a bit. And I've done that. It's okay. You know, but yeah. this guy, I felt like he, he was talking to it. me in a very condescending very manner. Rude. I felt like they had shitty right. customer service. He, they did. Yeah, so I felt like he did. It was just a boil up, and I told you, I understand. Well, thank you. I just be trying to make sure you don't get out of pocket, because if you get out of pocket then and somebody really trying to fight, I just don't think you can take a punch. So I just want to make sure we just stay Are we away. really going there right now, though? I just want to make sure we stay away from Okay, fights. see, now you just crossed over just, into different territory, I just, because... I just don't think I'm, you can take a punch. I just envision Foggy falling, and I think of you. Are you talking about Foggy from Daredevil? <laughs> yes. Are you serious? <laughs> wow. That nigga hit him on the chin. <laughs> That's what? He hit Foggy you on the chin. You talking about all, somebody that. He hit Foggy on the chin and all you saw was Foggy's feet. <laughs> so, yes, I, I just don't think you can, can take a punch. And people I don't think can take punches, I don't want them talking that much. That's what we may name this I'm, podcast. Like, I don't think I'm you can take a punch. I'm speechless right now because I can't believe you just said that. All right, so let's switch into different waters and make this the inspirational podcast that it can be. I want to talk about... <laughs> I do, But for real, I do want to get to this. You know, we've, been, we've both... We've been trying to get this recap episode out. I'm going to let you for, go into this because this, this is you, very important, you. but I really I appreciate don't appreciate you. what you just said because you're talking about somebody. Like, yeah. Don't let the size fool you and don't let the fact that I'm nice fool you. Okay. Don't. don't you're fine. But we... And, okay. This, the, for real, let's get serious for a moment. For real, for real. We did have a great time in L.A. and the cherry on top. Why are you still laughing? I'm sorry. I think you could take a punch. You do have a strong chin structure. What is the I problem? I thought we were being serious. Okay. And you, I'm trying to be serious. Right, you're making was, me laugh. I was just trying to get you. I mean, I, you seemed like you had something else you wanted to say. Mm-mm. So w- w- the biggest thing or the highlight for me, it's not the interviews. The interviews were amazing. We'll talk about those in a minute. Mm-hmm. So you got an email a few, what was it, like June June or July? Um, I got an email at the beginning of the year, the first email, and um, he was basically saying that he appreciated what we were doing for the culture and that he was about to graduate college and would love to work with us, was willing to relocate here to Dallas to work with us. I think we shared this um, on a few episodes before, mm-hmm. and... I had never met the kid. I had never talked to the kid mm-hmm. um, because I felt like we've had so many people who yeah come they to reach us. out yeah. and they don't follow through. So um, um, part of the questions that I asked him was for because he mentioned that he had a radio slot 
there at his um, college. And I was like, hey, send me some audio, send me some video work. You know, he does camera work or whatever. So I was like, send me, you know, whatever work that you have so I can take a look at it and see how we may be able to implement you and what we're doing. And so he told me, he was like, well, I'm on family vacation, you know, summer vacation. He was like, I'll send it to you when I get back to campus. Literally in towards the end of July, beginning of August, he followed up and sent me an email gave me some um, samples of his work and was like hey you know I'm back I'm still interested whatever and I was like hey we might be in California soon so once we solidified the trip I emailed him I said hey we're gonna be in um, LA October 19th through the 23rd and he replied back he said I just booked the ticket and then he sent me like his booking information so I knew it was real but even then I told you I was like dang yeah and it's crazy because this was also in the midst of us kind of going through our own issues in the house with a vid- you know with our videography department mm-hmm. and everything that we were trying to do and, and you know so it was like crazy to get him and I was like oh well it's you know you kept telling me about the kid and I was like and you still don't know what to expect like I got exactly. great vibes from him via email yeah. uh, we talked on the phone we texted. you would call me several to, times and be like and I was hey like, oh, I really I'm so love excited. Yeah. like I, I love his vibe I love his energy you know but you still don't know what to expect when you meet somebody in person yeah. so and he's 20 how old is he um 21? I know he's early 20s i think you're like 21 22 maybe yeah. and when you told me that i was like ah man this dude kind of young he may not be mentally ready you know whatever mm-hmm. the case may be so my first time meeting um and we're talking about the homie Devonte barry's dev the drummer on, on instagram, on instagram. Yeah. And you've seen us post about him over the mm-hmm. last week just uh, look for the guy with the blonde hair yeah yeah so <laughs> and a cool vibe so yeah. we you know I met him. Um, we went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle the first day we was eating breakfast. He came out. When he came out, I spotted him. You know what I'm saying? He had a great personality. He sat down. He had this. You know, when I saw him, I was like, okay, he has this California vibe, you know, whatever the case may be. I wonder what is it about him? And he looked kind of hipsterish, you know, mm-hmm. when I first saw him. So I was like, all right, let me see how serious a guy is. So as he starts to talk, He's talking from the perspective of a fan. Mm-hmm. And I think that caught me off guard. Yeah, it was like the previous email that he sent prior, like before us actually meeting him in person, he was like, um, he told me, he said, hey, I need y'all to sign some stuff and take some pictures. He was like, and I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. I was like, sign some stuff? You want an autograph? Yeah. He was like, yeah. He was like, I'm telling you, I'm a fan. Like, I'm legit a fan. And so when we met him and he was still saying the same thing and talking about how much he enjoys the podcast and just what it means to his generation and the culture. It's like, it's crazy when you think about yourself doing something for the culture because you hear everybody say, oh, I'm doing it for the culture. And And we we don't ever use that that term. Because one, I don't like to use cliches. But when you hear somebody else say that, it's like, okay. Maybe we are doing something. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, after meeting him, you know, we the first day we kind of went around he showed us some parts of town. Mm-hmm. And then when we did all our interviews, it was crazy because not only was he there to do the videography, but like when the phone started ringing for other yeah. interviews to come through, because we only were supposed to I do two. Yeah. And, and you were able to book five interviews. And yeah. like you said, the role that you would take of answering the phone, mm-hmm. uh, finding and locating Letting those people, people in. like he literally took that but, upon himself. Yeah, and because then he was like, I was hey, on the mic, so yeah. I couldn't just get up and walk away and answer the phone. So he always had his eyes on the moment yeah. so if, if he saw me messing with my phone he walked over and was like hey you know everything's yeah. good and he walked across the street get waters for the well, guests now that, that ain't even thing he said hey are y'all thirsty and I'm thinking I was like they got a vending machine or something in the building and he was like no I'm gonna walk across the street you know <laughs> now we're in a building with we done went a couple of levels up and he you know you're gonna go to the elevator or walk down the stairs and, you know and then me. get out and walk across the street 
and go get yeah, water. I was and about then to give him back. my card. He was yeah. like, no, I got it. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. So it's like <laughs> the initiative that he was taking to do these things was very impressive. Mm-hmm. So the second day when we linked up, um, you know, we took pictures with him and everything. And the second day we linked up, he was still like in fan mode. <laughs> and it was so crazy to work with him. You know, he had his camera. He was videotaping some of the things that we were doing, even took chances on videotaping in areas where he really shouldn't have had a camera. <laughs> but it was like he was just willing to risk it all yes. to do this shit for us. And it, like I said, it just felt amazing um, um, to be around somebody who has a passion at this age to do things. And like I said, I still didn't and know. it's teachable. Yeah, it's teachable. And I didn't know, like I said, I still didn't know a lot about him. So even the second day when we hung out, you know, your cousin came down, mm-hmm. you know, we got in the car, we blazed before we got ready to make our next move. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in the back seat, me and him, you know, we roll up, I'm passing, you know, we going back and forth and we just having just generic conversation. And he has these circle shades on and his, you know, blonde hair. And he has very gold skin. Like, Mm -hmm. being in California, is like his skin is sun-kissed in a different way. But it was funny, like, talking to him. And he said, hey, bro, let me stop and be serious for a a moment. And he was like, hey, can you guys turn the music down? Mm -hmm. And he turned the music. We turned the music down. And he was just basically, I'm going to try to, you know, this is a podcast, so I could tell the full story. I'm trying not to be real long-winded on one uh, a topic, but this mm-hmm. really stood out to us. Oh yeah, it's worth it. And, it's worth it. And he looked at me like he kind of just he handed me the blunt back, and he put his hands on both his knees, and he tilted his head. And I was like, "Is, is this nigga about to cry?" And then I just kind of chilled out because I'm like, yeah, cause... so then I chilled, and then he started talking, and he was like. You know, Anthony, he's like, I know you didn't really talk to me a lot through, you know, the onboarding process of us meeting and everything that's going on. He's like, I always talk to Artesia. And he was like, but um, he was like, I was listening. He said, the day that I sent the email, I was listening to you guys' podcast. And he named the episode. Hell, I don't even know the episode. And he named the episode and the title of the podcast. True fan. And then he said, you were talking about how hard it's been doing the podcast and how you have been wanting to quit and how you still think about quitting. He was like, I just yelled out of my room like, no, bro, you can't fucking quit. And he was like, because what you are doing is helping me. Yeah, because he said you actually said something about I don't even know if I'm helping anybody. And he said he he just oh, that's literally right. said it out loud. Oh my you're God. helping me. You're helping me, bro. Yeah. And he was like, I was literally, he was like, I was literally just looking at the radio and I was like, but you're helping me, bro. And he was so like real in this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like I wanted to capture it because I was videotaping everything, but Mm-mm. I was just like, you know what, this ain't even a moment to put him on camera nope. to do this. And th- this is one of those great content moments. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? These are the things that you got to salvage in the moment and just really take the time in the moment so he keeps talking to me and he was like you know you can't quit bro he's like and I was just like you can't quit you're helping me and he was like I'm adopted Mm -hmm. and as he talked and I know you told me he was adopted before we got there Mm -hmm. and then I was like as I met him and talked to him I was like I wonder was he adopted by white people Mm -hmm. and as he kept talking you know he's like I was adopted you know he's like I got in a lot of trouble in school and you know he was like I was trying to be something that I didn't know how to be Mm -hmm. and he was like I was adopted by you know my parents are white Mm -hmm. and um he was like I was adopted by white parents and he was like I lived in every rich Orange County type county in LA, Mm -hmm. you know, and he was like, I just never really saw many black people. I've never dated a black girl, Mm -hmm. you know, he was like, so I don't really know how to be black. He was like, and you can't quit because you're teaching me how to be a man. And he's like, and you're teaching me how to be a black man in America because I don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And nobody around, I don't know black people. Yeah, and that's when my heart dropped. And when he said that shit, like, I just put my hand on his knee and I was like, 
what the fuck you just say to me, bro? Mm -hmm. And he was like, you're teaching me how to be a black man in America, man. Mm -hmm. He's like, you can't quit. He was like, I used to get in trouble and let white people and white kids at school tell me how I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, I thought a black kid is supposed to crack jokes in class and, you know, talk back to the teachers and just be rudely because of certain things I saw on television. Just yeah. like white kids are seeing that as the real perception of black people. I did too, because I've never had that true encounter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, and he was just talking and saying all of this stuff. And at one point I told him, I said, bro, if you learn how to tap into your blackness and really understand the power of being a black man, mm -hmm. he, <clears throat> even with them trying to say we're the lowest, one of the lowest on the totem pole minorities in this country, if you tap into your power, the fact of you knowing how white people think, how white America thinks, and what they say behind closed doors to an extent, I said, bro, if you can tap into that blackness and understand who the fuck you truly are and you have their insight and their intellect, because not to be funny, I was talking to a 22-year-old with the intellect to me of where I'm at today. Oh, yeah. He's very well-rounded. Well-rounded, well-versed, mm -hmm. very big words, and knew what, and used them in the correct context. Yes. And it, wasn't a sh yeah, and it wasn't a show-off. It mm -hmm. was just rolling off the tip of his tongue. And it's I told him, I, and, and Devontae, because I know you're going to listen to this, bro. My nigga, I'm proud of you, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of who you are and everything that you fucking told me that you've been through when we uh, were in L.A., bro, like like I told you there, you survived that shit. Mm -hmm. And you doing the damn thing. And I talked to you earlier this week. You know, I saw all the parties and stuff for Halloween this weekend, and I texted you, and I told you, I said, be careful. Mm -hmm. And I, I really mean that, bro, because you have potential to do so many amazing things. Mm -hmm. You know, at 22, you've already done video and been a videographer for people like Chief Keep. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're doing the thing. You are creating your own resume and your own footprint, bro. Yep. You are a very creative guy from every, from drawing every tattoo that you have on your body to, to, to just stepping out, doing things that people may not even be able to understand that you're doing. And he's so fucking grateful. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I you know, you know, when we pay for his food or we pay for whatever else, and, like, I bought him a little bag, mm -hmm. like, that he wanted when we were in the store <laughs> shopping, and he just <laughs> lost it. He's like, bro, you about to make me cry. And I, he's like, not make me cry, but he's like, man, this is, you know, he's like, And I like the fact that he said, he was like, I'm an emotional guy, and, yeah. I, and I love that about that. him. Yeah, I like and that, too. And being able to tap into that and know that there's nothing wrong with yeah. it. And like, he was like, you know what? He was like, yeah, I know I can seem like a lot, you know, being a fan and everything. He was like, but I'd rather tell you guys before you blow up. He was like, mm -hmm. I really feel like you guys are going to blow up and be bigger than what you are. He and was like, but I want to tell you that, but hold on. And he said, I believe in giving roses mm -hmm. while they're here. He was like, so many people want to act hard. Like they don't want to tell somebody they love them or they whatever. Yeah. He was like, but if I feel that way about you, man, he was like, I'm going to tell you that. Mm -hmm. So, and that's when he was and like, you saying him being an emotional guy. And I said, bro, you figured the game out early because I'm just now getting to that point where mm -hmm. I'm like, I know like even with Jason, you know what I'm saying? I'll hit him up and I'll be like, Hey bro, I love you. I love what you're doing. Keep doing. You. Like mm -hmm. we have to be able to do that shit and for this yep. nigga to have that figured out at 22 it's so important and that's what made me really connect with him even more because that's how that's the type of person that i am i mean regardless of if somebody says oh that makes you look weak or you the first to give in if somebody's beefing or whatever yeah. just get that shit over and done with life is too short yeah that's true that's true so Devonte, man it was a pleasure my nigga yeah. It was a pleasure. Definitely. And welcome Looking aboard forward to, to seeing you again. More work. We do. We plan on being back in LA hopefully by by January. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we definitely want to link up with you and catch up with you again, man. So keep doing what you're doing. And like I always told you, Brody, if you need me, you got my number. So Keandra Jackson, mm -hmm. our first interview. 
Um, she was uh, deemed America's number one therapist. Number one relationship therapist. therapist. Okay. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know what? I didn't really know what to feel about her mm-hmm. when first meet because I didn't really see anything. It, I just saw the accolades. feel about anybody. But she was dope, man. She mm-hmm. had a great personality. She was easy to talk to. She was very, uh, you know, educated on what she, you know what I'm saying? What her specialty is. You just, yeah. you, you going to do that right now? Even your mom, I'm making sure she's okay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> Kendra Jackson, that interview to me was dope. I I definitely think (laughs) Jesus Christ. I definitely think you guys should check out that episode. I think that's episode two nineteen. Two nineteen. Two nineteen. I would say check that out, man, from the perspective of just mental health and just her being educated and checking out some of the things that she's doing on social media, like even addressing mental health live and taking calls and um, incoming messages. She was one of the ones that brought the same vibe that I expected just from her social media. So I think that's a true testament because I think you said it before about yeah. making and he, even Crystal Garner mentioned it on um, this past weekend's episode about making your social media your commercial. Oh yeah. So it's like for me it, everything flowed from her social media over to what she brought into yeah. the studio that day. I, I wonder if people feel that way about us because I know we've done, I feel like we've done a good job on social media and I want to give us a quick pat on the give back. Give yourself because, a pat on the back. Be, give all of us a pat on the back because in real talk like we have Looking back at the numbers, I was just going through our numbers and shit, you mm-hmm. know, like last week, and we've literally had a two hundred percent increase mm-hmm. in follower. Well, in followers, we got like a three hundred percent increase. Yeah, and then we have like a two hundred percent increase in listenership. And I want to say thank you to the listeners, thank you to those people and those people who inbox us saying, "Hey, I love your podcast. Been listening to the podcast. I'm telling everybody else about it." Or mm-hmm. you, you know, you're posting something from our podcast and then you're saying at. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, we appreciate that shit because we can't grow if you guys don't talk about it. Exactly. And we don't ask you for anything. We don't do Patreons and stuff like that, asking for money or anything like that. And not to be funny, I ain't saying we ain't thought about doing that shit before, <laughs> but we haven't done it because I still want us to be able to have some kind of relationship to where you believe in us enough that I truly believe word of mouth and people believing in mm-hmm. the content and the brand that you're putting out, that will bring money in oh, some yeah. kind of because that them supporting you is still another form of currency exactly. so Support. we definitely appreciate that kelly mcknight that was our second interview yeah the doula yes that, you do one, that? Th- no because that one was really good she didn't um, know what to expect she from us. Had no, I, she totally went off faith and when i said it was easy to get the interviews in la because people like I, the people that i reached out to yeah. referred us out to so many other people and then they referred us out to other people and they were all accepting and welcoming but she had no idea what she was and i didn't even realize it and the neighborhood was kind of sketchy again it was, downtown was sketchy then when we went to the neighborhood well, the, the studio was the studio. just like right in downtown yeah so, but this but, but yeah it was but, all sketchy but 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 so, anyways, we survived. Shit. All right. Um, I swear. <laughs> but Kelly, when she came into the studio, like, she literally had no idea. And I always pride myself on when I'm doing the emails and, like, I give a good description. Like, I'm like, okay, it's the podcast. You know, I send links if they want to find out more information. Like, all of this. She just had no idea mm, what she, we were going to talk know. about. She was like, I'm just here because my friends. Then she said she pin dropped her friend. The location. The loca- her location. Yes. I was like, like damn but what i love about that but fuck you kelly oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but what i love about those uh types of experiences Uh. is by 
by the end of the episode, they're always like, oh my God, I had so much fun. This was so dope. This Singing is so necessary. praises. Okay. You putting that full gospel choir to use? Singing your glory. Somebody take this nigga blunt. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> I had an awesome. I felt like I had a conversation with Kelly because it was all about parenthood yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. I really Y'all enjoyed kinda, that. Uh, what is it? Because I saw exactly. your head going from left to right, like oh, yeah. it was, and but that's it was good, rare. But it was good to see you in your element because you were you were on point like a play by play caller. Mm-hmm. And literally, I think I told you after that. I said you you're growing mm-hmm. because normally you will sit there, and I'm like, you cannot. Yeah, because normally me LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James in the the podcast game. What does that mean, people? I don't want to carry the whole goddamn team. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in conversations, I would be top heavy, and I'm mm-hmm. like, shit, you got to talk now. Well, you're more of a storyteller than I am, so yes, I am. A lot of times, that's why. And then I'm really still working through being. Um, Reserved and shy and all of that other stuff, but I, you know, I've come a long way. So I was proud of myself that day, even in that interview when I saw your head going from left to right. I was like, "Damn, I must really be talking today." <laughs> you hit this blunt, you'll be good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> you know, the only time I smoke is in uh, L.A. I think you were surprised when my cousin passed it to me. You yeah, was like, "Oh, you inhaled it like a." <laughs> yeah. You inhaled it like a real G too. You know. When you when you in certain places, you gotta you know. yeah. The LA vibe just kind of sunk into you. Know? Yeah, yeah. Because you hit that shit. You had your shades on. You looked off to the left, <laughs> and you stuck it. You had it like a cigarette first. Then she lit it, and then you hit it. And I said, "Okay, I'm waiting for." It. I was waiting for you to cough. And then you blew it out of your nose. I said, "Look at this bitch." <laughs> All right, go on then. <laughs> I do a little song. Okay, <laughs> I was like, "Well, like LA slid up in you." <laughs> Uh, these gay dudes in LA? Oh, yeah, they was on your ass. <laughs> literally, one nigga tried to be on. You literally, and the funny thing about it, they had it so hot in there that day. They had it super hot in there that day. And then the crazy Ooh. part about it was, we were walking around, I was doing some shopping. I splurged a little bit, and, and mm-hmm. I, I hurt myself. You deserved it. But we I hurt myself. And then... We're walking around and like it's just like an influx of gay dudes just swooped in there. And I was in Zara, mm-hmm. you know, for all the guys who want to get different shoes, go to Zara. Mm-hmm. I'm not a nigga who tries to keep all the secrets, but I do get a lot of compliments. I mean, you on always me shop there, no but kicks. you usually order online, so I yeah. think it had been a long time. Since and then you to be in LA store. at a flagship store, I was oh, like, yeah. yo, and they had a lot more, you know, different yeah. designs and shit. But it was in like an influx of gay dudes just came into the store. <laughs> it got super hot. And then I started switching up all my movements because I feel like I was carrying like I had they so they give you a bag to shop with when you buy so much shit. So I had put the bag over my shoulder. <laughs> That's because yeah. I was carrying it at first. Yeah, but it got so hot. I yeah. was like, oh, I gotta so I was go like, outside. Let me, I was like, so thank you, thank you, servant. And then I put the bag on my shoulder. You know what? You got that real bag. <laughs> and you been getting out of pocket lately. And I put the bag on my shoulder. But as I was walking with yeah, the bag, that's what you get. And I was looking for clothes and shit. Like these guys really started checking me out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, do they see me like? as themselves because I'm in this store and then I have a bag on my shoulder mm-hmm. and I'm like kind of just stuffing clothes in the bag and going through racks or whatever. <laughs> One so guy I, kept circling so I yeah. told you I was like he must think I'm your you know we like not together yeah. like I'm just your friend yeah. like your Judy or whatever. Yeah and I and tried so to do something to like, switch it up and I, I knew you I was I knew you was under pressure because you was like damn am I going to have to kiss you because yeah, <laughs> when I you said like, that I was like this nigga is feeling the heat. <laughs> 
And then like you was like, oh my God, it's hot in here. I was like, okay. I said, go outside because it was cool in LA. I he said, was go, like, come back. I said, go outside like ten seconds, but you gotta come back though. Man, as soon as you left, I literally bent over a table <laughs> to get a shirt. And this nigga who was in line <laughs> was when we walked out, this nigga literally brushed my ass and had and hung and put his shirt back. He was like, "Oh, excuse me." I was like, "Yeah, you good, bro? <laughs> like you good, man? Like you need to get the fuck up, back up the fuck up off me." I love it. They These both. niggas was yeah, they yeah. built like linebackers too. It's crazy because it's so many like attractive, especially black men. So many attractive ones. Like, damn. Yeah. I get it, but damn. Even in L.A., man, I think, you know, I had to get... I, I'm still adapting to smoking marijuana. Oh, yeah. In public. Your ass was posted up. Yeah, I was posted up smoking. Still, but I still looking over your shoulder. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm still black. You know, shit. You know, police, they can still make up some shit for us. Yeah, I kind of felt weird when we were sitting mm-hmm. in the car because we had the windows down. We didn't, like, straight hot box this time. So yeah. we had the windows down, and people was just walking by. Of course, they smelled it. So mm-hmm. they was... But they were looking like, damn, I wish I had some instead of, like, yeah. ooh, what the what they doing, you yeah. know? Yeah, Bloods and Crips are still real. Oh, um, yeah, because... We were supposed could. to go to this park, and... Uh, one of our friends, you know, she made sure to say, make sure Anthony do not yeah. wear no red or blue. And she was like, I know he's stubborn, but do not let him wear red or blue. Because I was going to wear what's my the other red purple? chucks, too. What's the other color? Purple? Uh, purple. Yeah. Yellow. Yeah, and literally everything you brought was those colors. Yeah, I was right? like, well, you might as well just wear black, which is, you mm-hmm. know, what a lot of people do. What I always saw Isaac Keys, too where it was a lot of black. He was also another one of our interviews that oh, I actually yeah. didn't know what to expect. I really enjoyed his I interview. I did, too. He, he was very funny. Um, he flirted with you a lot. He didn't flirt. He nah. complimented me. No, nah, he was funny, No, though. he didn't flirt. I know. It was he a joke. He talks about his wife. It's and, a joke. Yeah. So, I'm, I don't, you know, because even it's though we're joking, you can't put that out there. I do know that. people take that. Yes. So, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a rep for him. I really enjoyed he is cool. his episode. I didn't know what to expect because at first, I'm getting hungry. Let me get a chip, please. Hey, just, you, you listening to the reality is we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. shit that don't need to be recorded i just i'm i told you we was getting ready to go back on what else do you want me to say i you know i had a high hunger i had to get a snack what were we even talking now about? we back we was finishing up we was talking about isaac keys and yes. how, how funny i thought he was mm-hmm. definitely check out episode i think isaac keys was 219 no that was keandra jackson we were actually wrong she's 218 he's 219 I remember the nine on his face. When if he was she on. okay, well, look I'll, at, I'll take look it at further. If she was two nineteen, then Isaac would have been because Kelly would have been two twenty. Look at the audio visualizer. I, I love making sure you're wrong on podcasts. This okay, is the, well, I this don't is get, not going to be one of those times. Two nineteen is Isaac Keys. Two nineteen is Isaac Keys. So two seventeen was Keandra. Yeah, you don't get to go. No, back. I'm going no, off no, what no, we no, said no, earlier. No, you were right. No, no. Is it that important? Yeah, no, you were right. Oh. You were right. <laughs> 
for once in your life, you are right. <laughs> Ooh, you are getting good at this. I love it. I think Isaac may have rubbed off on you because that episode was one where I feel like Isaac was hitting my ass. Normally, <laughs> I'd be joking on you mm-hmm. or cracking on other people, and I feel like Isaac was beating my ass yes, to the punch I every goddamn it. time. That's why I enjoyed the episode so much. That <laughs> and he did compliment my voice, you know? You're supposed to have my back, man. I do. Have, I always have your back. Yeah, I hear you. Always. Yeah, I hear you. But no, for real, Isaac Keys, man, it was it was a pleasure. Uh, I'm gonna watch, you know, more of some Martin. Um, I mean, Fresh Prince. Wow. And um, you know, rookie. Maybe I'll check. That's, yeah. Maybe I won't check you out on the rookie, and I think you're on Crackle. You're on the Crackle on the Oath. No, nah, I know you're on the Oath, bro, on Crackle. But I got to take my shot at you since you ain't here. <laughs> I'm sure the next time he on the podcast, he'll hit me again. So I might as well hit first. Mm-hmm. But check him out for real. Isaac was dope. Um, the reason it was so dope for me is because it was a good episode that I didn't expect to be good mm-hmm. because I just looked at him in a Hollywood manner and I just Judging saw Bane. Yeah, I was guilty. I was wrong. You know, but at least I said it to his face on the podcast. I said, I didn't know what we was getting. I was like, what nigga is we bringing into the studio? Mm-hmm. So well, we got what we got. But you know, the thing that I love the most about every interview is they didn't know what to expect. Except for they, Jason. And they loved it when they left. Uh, except for Jason. He knew what to expect. Jason knew what to expect. And talking to Jason, is I feel like I'm always being schooled when I talk to Jason. Yeah. Because he's always about... He has about, a calming voice. He has a calm voice. And then he's always about just, just kingdom building. Mm-hmm. Everything he's on is kingdom building. Mm-hmm. You know? Very knowledgeable. Yeah. So yeah. it's always been dope to to, to to do that. Also, my birthday, I was uh, we went out there to work to L.A. We also went for my birthday. Yeah. And I had a great time. And the one thing I will say about you is you always come through on birthdays for me. And the thing, I mean, when we were together, why, why are you doing that? What's the face for? I'm singing your praises. I appreciate And you're it. still making fucking faces. What you got to I say? I got nothing to say. I'm listening. So you came through. This is why you said you put emphasis on birthdays. Well, no. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. No, for you know, real, I'm though. a birthday person, and that's so, what I'm yeah. saying. You come through on birthdays, so you know a lot of people. If you follow us on social media, we went to the Laker game when mm-hmm. the Lakers played uh, San Antonio Spurs. We had great seats, mm-hmm. and like I said, that's all to you. You bought me tickets mm-hmm. to the game. Yeah. I know, and and for me, you know, seeing LeBron play was kind of dope. It's crazy to see him play on TV, mm-hmm. but even seeing him from a distance, you could tell like he's the dude is big, mm-hmm. and then he's very agile at that size mm-hmm. to do the shit that he does. Mm-hmm. And he was two rebounds away from a triple double that night. I think he had like thirty one, yeah. uh, eight and, and eleven. And, and it's like, like you still weren't. You are so not easily impressed. Like you know, that's what? the other thing, and that's. No, because you I told take, me one time and while yeah. we was there, you was like, yeah. You yeah, because I'm you just need, over yeah, it Yeah, you was like, you need to make it big. Yeah. And you probably, I can almost guarantee you will. And she was like, you're prepared for it because don't nothing impress you. And I'm not easily impressed either, but I think I, it was great I pride it was myself great on enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I've created certain experiences mm-hmm. for you based yeah. on conversation, you saying you had never, you know, yeah. had done certain things or whatever. So I really go out of my way to create these experiences for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And you are the type of person. I know you appreciate it, so that's yeah. not a problem. But you will sit there and you'll be like, all right, what's next? And then I think literally I was like, okay, we leave. Can we yeah. leave early? No, we're Just not leaving. Basketball is so quick. I They're not like down a, by and, that much. And I literally felt like a kid because I was literally was like, come on, man. You don't want to leave? He was like, nope, we're not nope. leaving. 
Mm-mm. Not. I never leave a basketball game unless it's a blowout. I will uh-huh. leave, but otherwise, they were down, they basketball were down, yeah. is so quick. They were down by nine, and well, aren't I think it was you like, glad we stayed? Yeah, yeah, because okay. we got an extra extra quarter. Or, you know, they went into overtime. I think it was like one twenty eight. I hate that there's no defense, and they made these rule changes in the NBA to where you yeah. can't block the lane. And yeah, so good luck to beating the Warriors for the next three years. I'm so sick of the Warriors. So, but yeah, the game was amazing. It was great seats. Uh, everything was great. One another thing about LA, I was like, yo, I even told you, I was like, yo, if I moved to LA. Oh, you got it, bro. I was like, I got it. Well, I'm just saying, like, interracial dating is huge out there. Mm-hmm. And me and you both saw, and we were like, it's not even interracial dating of a perspective from like black and white men, no. black men and white women. Mm-mm. It's like black men and There's whatever. so many other races yeah. out there. People just focus on black and white. Yep. But it was black men and pretty much whatever the fuck they wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah. And they had it. <laughs> Cause I know I was like yo And then it was a few times Where like we were at the bar And like I was like yo These motherfuckers Are staring hard And it's so turning sad Turning around Staring Yeah No shame But it's so sad That for the women I had it From other women Yeah Like you know Lesbians yeah. Whatever And it's no It's no problem Whatever um, but like I said, looking at the men, it was more so if you're like me, I'm interested in black men. Yeah. So a lot of the black population male wise were gay. So yeah, it was. And I, yeah. So yeah, but I did. But I you like, had a plethora of options. I was like, yo, I'd be winning. A lot of Armenian. <laughs> oh, I know. I saw one. I was like, yo, man. Yeah. You can't be. L.A. is just dangerous. My dick could be dirt. <laughs> God. Oh, we need to tell them about this movie, though. What movie? Oh, man, look at it. <laughs> Venom, first of all, Venom is a dope movie. Yes. Venom was a great movie. We well, went we... to see Venom out there. But when the tickets were purchased and the lady said $57, I said 57 Ooh. And I was so embarrassed when you said that because I'm just pulling out my card. I'm like, Why are you embarrassed? You $57 was, for two You was tickets. like, Yo, I think you smoked the, before we went, though, because you didn't those, have normally. Those movies, those movies, <laughs> you know what? Like Jamie Foxx and Booty Call, like those kind of movies were shot in L.A. I see why back in the day if he was like, well, if I take you to the movies <laughs> and we go to dinner, you know what's going on. Well, you should have been giving me well, You should have breaking me out some. That was $57. $57 for the tickets and then, but I think because you smoked that's what made your filter like r- ridiculous cause when she said it I was just pulling out my car and he was like who paid $57 for the movies I said oh <laughs> shit <laughs> I didn't even know I sounded like yeah, that yeah you did and then and she then was like we, yeah you gonna she was like it's gonna it's like a she said it's something and she's like you gonna yeah she's like you gonna smell stuff you gonna move and I was like smell water she's like it's gonna be water spraying I was like why would I wanna go to a roller <laughs> Coaster ass movie, get sprayed in the face with water, smell popcorn and feet and whatever else is on the screen, and but sit in a chair that feels the like theater, I'm about though, to blow up. But when we walked into that theater, though, the theater was massive. But first of all, let's talk about all these snacks that you had to have. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like throwback. I had me some Twix and I wanted the little straw candies, yeah. you know, some soda, some water. Yeah. yeah, you did it up. Just had to. My stomach was hurting too. I didn't. I, it took me like two days of shitting to to clear myself. Of but LA. no, it was fun. It felt. It did feel like a roller coaster. I would say that they need to get seat belts. They for do these need seat belts because I thought I was getting thrown twice. And if you but thought I you didn't were getting, getting thrown, get, I was for sure getting thrown because it was jerking. I was like, "Come on, man, yeah. dude, is this necessary?" But the motorcycle scene it was, was dope amazing. for me yeah. because you know I love fat anything yeah. fast. It was jerking so, left and right. And I was oh, like, "Come yeah. on, man." <laughs> 
I would just I wasn't comfortable. I'm glad I didn't have an actual drink or popcorn. <laughs> I did have some popcorn. I just could I was like, you I'm was holding it, yeah, yeah. I ain't got time to be holding all that shit. But the movie was great. Venom is a great movie. Um, I had a great time. People in LA were just nice. I think mm-hmm. I love I love California Pier because it's always great to go there. Yeah, nobody's there. different you yeah. like you like a piece of yep. meat and or get, a it's a different perspective of white people, and it it, it honestly opens your mind and, and lets you know that you know what there are good white people out mm-hmm. here. There are good other people, and not all white people think the way the ignorant Southern white people. Exactly. Think. Speaking so. of good white people, I was out at um, lunch earlier today mm-hmm. with a, uh, oh, yeah. a family member, and I had on my favorite eating shirt because I like to be fat when I go out to eat. So yeah, I had on my favorite eating shirt and it's kind of a, a racial statement or yeah. whatever. So one of the white ladies, she just tapped me on my shoulder yeah. out of nowhere and she was like, I just want to let you know that I love you. But tell her what your shirt <laughs> I said. I mean, they know what the shirt they love our culture. They don't love us. Yes. And she's like, I just want to let you know, I love you. And sometimes I feel like when you wear that shirt, I feel like you wear it a lot of times on purpose when we're going somewhere and it's predominantly white. And I'm like, no, why? I wear it for you? comfort. I know. This, but is my fa- this is like one of my favorite t-shirts because it's like, it's yeah. not form extra form fitting. Yeah. So if I want to eat, let look like I can do all of that and still feel cute. Like I don't have to worry about sucking in. So you can that. be a fat ass. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you, I'm <laughs> sure you are. That's who you're talking about being right now. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I'm done. I'm tired. I want to find some food. Yeah. And I'm I hope you. you guys really have enjoyed the podcast. As of we late, guys are going break. We are definitely going on break. <laughs> Season 11 is over. Actually, already we've already put out episodes that will be a continuation into season uh-huh. 12 thank you um, to everybody that came out to the event because we're going to be taking a break with those too as well oh so, yeah uh, yeah we didn't even talk about that mm-hmm. yeah so we had the um the reality is speakeasy event on the highs and lows of black entrepreneurship uh-huh. i want to say thank you to bet's grand hustle winner crystal Gorner, for mm-hmm. coming out and moderating the event thank you to jason gray of hello zumble um it was good seeing you rich gray yes i feel like i hadn't seen well yeah. i hadn't seen him yeah. in a year it's been a minute since yeah. we've seen Rich, so it was good. Grinding, yeah, so, so good. it was good to see him, man. Shout out to you and Gray Area Sports Group. Um, he he's definitely doing his thing out there, man. So it was great, man. Thanks to Spider, the DJ is all. I mean, yeah, Spider, the DJ, our mm-hmm. engineer, is always for taking care of us, man. Thank you to the listeners, man. Honestly, the success that we've had as of late, we we definitely wouldn't have been able to have this kind of success without you guys listening. What you what you done thought about? Speaking it? of listeners, oh shit, we cannot close out we this episode close and, and go I'm literally on break pulling up my notes. With Without answering this Ooh, question, Lord, this high is kicking in. <laughs> well, My God, we gonna make it quick. Okay, yeah. no, it, we do need to answer this yeah, question. We gotta answer this question. A guy sent us a question a couple of weeks <clears throat> ago after listening to an episode, and yeah. this is important to us because people always see us and think, "Oh, you guys only have black people on the podcast." And we try to tell y'all, we are always welcoming to white people and other races. Y'all just have to come on this motherfucker. So we did get a listener who is white mm-hmm. sent us an email, okay. and she's Thanks about to read. Um, this little book. <laughs> so it says, I just wanted to say how much I love y'all's podcast. I found y'all through the episode where y'all had Joe on from Detox, and I've binged episodes ever since. I'm white, and it's helping me see and understand so much that I thought I knew 
but was wrong on. Because of that, I have a question or two, but I'm not exactly sure on how to word them. My wife has a child from a previous relationship and she's about to turn seven. She's mixed and we're starting to see the effects of her going to a predominantly white school. There are some other races, mainly Asian, but not many black people in our town. No one has been openly racist towards her, but she becomes more aware of how different she is when she's in school. It's so hard for me to relate to her because I never went through that. <clears throat> Sorry. I mean, I was picked on and stuff and was left without anyone to play with at times, but I don't think that really compares to what she will possibly go through. My cousin is half black, so I plan on asking her for advice too. But is there any advice you can give me to help her not feel so alone? Mine and my wife's plan right now is to try and get our daughter's biological dad more involved so she has someone to relate to, but that hasn't been going well just yet any advice you can give will be greatly appreciated and i'm very sorry if any of my statements have come across as ignorant just know i mean well i look forward to hearing from you and thank you in advance do we have a first name at least that i can call him give me one second because i literally just screenshotted the message part not cool. the name for me i mean to start off with this i don't have kids so i would only be talking about how i would look after my daughter with and just seeing her as a black kid period mm -hmm. and seeing her as a kid that I just love um first of all I would just just teach her about being a good person mm -hmm. I mean because if you're not black you can't teach them how to be black they're gonna have to learn how to be black in different ways from different family members or as you guys you know as she gets older and and starts to learn about her family or maybe picks you know has a relationship uh with her father hopefully is 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 his wife white it is, didn't say okay because that would be my next question is the wife white or biracial is she biracial did you say i thought you said that it didn't say the child is okay biracial. so i would want to know that too because i would want to know how the wife is i mean the the mother is mm -hmm. handling it if she is white then that makes it definitely difficult because again she is not mm -hmm. black either the biggest thing I would just say is be there, support her. If she comes home and she's talking about, you know, someone treating her a certain way, mm -hmm. just reaffirm that she's beautiful just the way she is. Yeah. Um, and then I will probably go through a list of black movies that I could probably go look for and find mm -hmm. if you want this, you know, like for colored girls and movies like that as she gets older. Mm -hmm. I mean, being for real, like you got to show her intentional movies about things that she may go through, yeah. things that she's going through that she can relate to. And like I said, if she has, uh, along with her family, if she finds that her dad's part of the family, like yeah, she can learn from that say. perspective and engulf her in that part of the culture so she can learn about it. Because mm -hmm. it's really not much, I'm, I'm very strong on white people shouldn't teach black people how to be black. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know. No, I was going to say, because um, black people, for the most part, we are really big on it, it takes a village. So I think if it's not um, possible for the biological dad to be involved, I think it is possible to, you know, pos maybe find a program or some other um, outreach yeah. I don't know what is it boys and girls club yeah, boys where, and girls club, where there's brother, more of a mixture a of black kids yeah. to where she can get that exposure and feel comfortable yeah. in her own skin yeah that's the thing <clears throat> not to be funny put if, if she likes sports 
or any kind of arts and craft mm-hmm. type thing, go to an urban side of town and yeah. put her in those things exactly. to where maybe she's getting that vibe or that, you know, that inclusion on the weekends mm-hmm. to where when she goes back to wherever she's going, mm-hmm. she'll, you Cause know. My, I mean, my kids are black and I still sign them up for programs in the hood just yeah. because I, I don't want, don't them, want them to them get to, out of yep. touch. Yep. So it's like they still go play basketball at the Rick on the weekends. And so. it's okay to sound proper. And, yeah. I, you know, we don't think, you know, I hate when people be like, oh, they talking like a white person. No, they talking properly. Yeah, but I don't want but my kids I don't to run want up on the, somebody that's from what the hood. I, and that's what I was about to say. Know. How to handle themselves or how to carry yeah. themselves. And they need to know that you don't have to code switch in the hood. That's mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing about it, man. It's just life lessons. And, and honestly, the best advice I can give you guys, man, or give you knowing that you're white, I'm not sure about your wife, is just listen. Mm-hmm. And be open-minded and, and try to understand and be empathetic mm-hmm. as she gets older, coming home to you, telling you, you know, somebody says something about her skin color yeah. or maybe a girl doesn't like her dating a white dude because if she's around white people, I'm pretty sure she's going to date white boys. So she's going to go through that. And making sure that white men or white boys who date her as she gets older want her for who she is because there's a lot of white dudes out there just like there's a lot of black dudes out there who want to mm, fuck women of the opposite fetish. race just as a fetish and you don't want your daughter to be seen as a thing Mm-mm. so that's all I can say is just be there and treat her how you would treat her or try to you know take care of her how you would take care of her even if like if she was a white kid mm-hmm. that's all I can say be a good parent the rest to come good yeah. job good job we got any more questions um I think that's it any other oh, questions oh shit I Go did ahead. have that other question we well, can't we do it. Yeah, we're gonna definitely we have to gonna end it. We ain't gonna never go on break. You know what? The, what question was? No, nah, because I ain't even got it pulled up. Because remember, I told you it was a girl oh, who asked yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the. Do you want to answer one question? Yeah, we need to do at least one because, like I said, we are going on break, and this break is gonna be. Oh, um, this is gonna be a sincere break, y'all. Yeah, this is a for so real break. Let's, uh, is like, it in gonna, the inbox? We gonna have y'all ass feeling like fucking crackheads. On the reality is. Is it in? Is it in the yeah, it should be on the inbox. Okay, there. yeah, right. we gonna have yeah, yeah, y'all gonna be fiending because what <laughs> we gonna become? You know what though? The reason we're taking a break too, we're working on the business of Roberts Media Group, working on the infrastructure. We have a lot of good things going, so we're trying to keep the momentum up on the business side, so we can help other podcasts come under, which we do have two podcasts coming out mm-hmm. in January of 2019. We have Dear Suburbia, mm-hmm. which is gonna be from the homie Devonte Barr, who we just talked about. You uh, told you guys about that we met in LA, and then we have another one mm-hmm. that's gonna sports be a podcast. A, a sports podcast. I'm not familiar with the information yet because you've been handling the onboarding process. Uh-huh. I so, don't think it's in the inbox though. Okay. Yeah, so, I think maybe it's, that was sent a different way. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Right. Give me two seconds. We're gonna uh, take a, a a short. No, do we want to take a break or we just gonna go on and get out of here? Why can't we just go on and get up out of here? Why can't we just go on and get up out of here? Because I'm pretty sure you told this person that we're going to answer these questions. I did. And, we, you know, we pride ourselves on doing what we say we're going to do, right? I did. I did. We do. <sighs> we do. I'm going to have to play some uh, Jeopardy music. Yeah, or just pause the recording. Well. Because this looks like it's going to take you a minute. Well, we just not going to do it. Are you serious? I'm dead ass. I can't find it, and I'm not supposed to keep searching for it. I'm hungry. Guys. We gonna be back in. We really trying to stay gone to January, ain't we? Mm-hmm. I can do it. Can you? I don't think you can. We trying to stay you gone. You ain't in, gonna do it. We trying to stay gone into January. Uh, I'm taking bets. 
I don't think he gonna do it. We I tr- can do it though. We trying to stay going into January to take care of some business and get Roberts Media Group up and running. Sorry about not answering other questions. It's be, already up and running. We just want to make sure solidify it, running more effectively. Exactly, and making sure y'all ain't nobody can steal our shit going forward. So. Uh, I'm sorry that I couldn't answer your question because I can't find it and I'm hungry, but I look forward to you guys. And I'm telling you, season 12 is going to be one for the books. We had an amazing year this year. Mm-hmm. Artesia, you did amazing fucking things. <laughs> Thank you. We did do a lot yeah. of dope shit, man. Yeah, we definitely Shout out to Boyage Dallas, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for having us. Shout out to Secret. Yes, Gotta thank give her you. a shout out She did the PR shit You know what I'm saying For us on this last event And she connected us very well yes. She did great things We do appreciate you Shout out to all of our podcasts Who've been holding us down And keeping yeah. you know Continuing to make The Roberts Media Group brand Some dope shit mm-hmm. Shout out to The Quad Podcast Shout out to Bad Britt Marshman and Bad Bougie Moms Out of Atlanta, Georgia Shout out to Devontae Sports Light Talk Well, Sports Light Talk Shout out to KT and Serge mm-hmm. Shout out to Who else we got? Shave the Shout out to y'all, man. Uh, when Fun. y'all coming off that break? Yeah. <laughs> we need y'all to replace us while we gone so somebody can carry the torch, man. You know? Shout out to everybody that's under us. Shout out to everybody that's been helping us. Mama, I love you for real. Thank you for everything. Mama, you the real MVP. These last six months, you have been so fucking supportive and so, so very helpful. I love you, and I thank you for everything. Artesia, I thank you for everything. And our group meet, the reality is group meet. Thank you for all I feel the support. Like we going away for real. We are. This is scary. This is two. This is two months. <sighs> this is all two right. months, man. Only thing we're gonna be doing, but the thing that y'all can catch us on is we will be doing YouTube videos and putting stuff up on YouTube now, so you can catch us that way. And we still will be putting out little videos and shit on our Instagram if you want to keep up with us and know what's going on. Follow our IGTV and follow us on Instagram at the reality is. Artis, you got anything else to say before we get up out of here? Mm-mm. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be blessed, man. About we gotta go eat. Inhale, courage to excel success. Season twelve. If you have the ability to employ and empower someone, please do. All right. Yeah, Isaac don't like the way that was sound. That was sounding hot. I just need a few more Isaacs, preferably so Miss not married. To all right, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll see y'all next season. I took the 95 to get from West Palm. Think I need a break from everything. Yes, I'm stressed way more than usual. I'm getting things back in order, getting things back to how they used to be. Back to when the scrutiny had no effect on you and me. I miss driving with you in a passenger. Feet up on my dash, we would see the sun lapse. Take you home, you would come see me before class. Makes more sense for you to crash with me, but you never ask or oh, why. Told you there's no need to be shy. Oh. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.